You're listening to the Troy Chi Alpha Podcast, reconciling students to Christ and equipping them to transform the university, the marketplace, and the world. I am Richard Skinner, and this is Justin Felch. Today we are talking about one of Chi Alpha's core um, values. Uh, servant leadership. Justin, why is servant um, servant uh, leadership a core value for Chi Alpha, and why do you think it is um, important for for Christians? Well, Richard, uh, I think one of the things that that is easily recognizable by anyone is this idea that that no one likes a hypocrite. No one um, wants to be led by someone that they feel like holds them uh, to a different standard or doesn't practice what they preach. And really, I think that's really at the essence of, of what, what makes someone a servant leader. Um, you know, we think about government officials uh, at any level. Um, you know, we've, we've all maybe witnessed things that we th- thought, thought looked like corruption, and maybe it was uh, blatant or maybe it was subtle. Maybe it was a politician who takes a bribe. Or maybe it was a, a leader who makes rules and laws that other people have to follow, but but they themselves don't follow. Um, you know, all of these have at their heart um, this idea that someone is leading for their own benefit and not for the benefit of those who they are leading. And they're all really just different expressions of, of sins that happen in our heart, whether that's uh, selfishness or greed or, or lust or, or a host of different things that can motivate them. But the end result is their actions as a leader they benefit that that leader personally, but they're they're not beneficial to the people that they're supposed to be serving, and so uh, you know we've seen that in the church. We've seen that it causes great harm to the people. It, it hurts the trust uh, of the people of God uh, when Christian leaders lead in a way that is self-serving and not serving of the people they're supposed to be serving. And so um, for that reason, uh, we think it's vitally important that those that lead in our ministry um, have an attitude and a, and a heart. Uh, for servant leadership. Justin, where in God's Word do we see this value um, spelled out or, if you will, will, demonstrated? Well, obviously, I think Jesus is the the consummate example of what it means to be a a follower of Jesus or a a believer, and obviously what it means to be a leader, because Jesus is is the, the example we have to follow. And so we'd have to start with Jesus and his example of suffering, uh, being tortured and tormented and then dying on a cross. I mean, what Jesus is doing, he's saying, I want what's best for my people, even if it brings me harm, even if it's painful for me. Um, and so he's, he's literally saying, I'm going to suffer in order to provide for you the thing that you need. In this case, it was our, our salvation uh, that Jesus purchased with his suffering. And so uh, we see that as maybe the perfect model of what a servant leader should do, should say, you know, I'm going to take the hit to do what's best for the group of people I'm leading. Uh, Jesus also taught this to his disciples when he he demonstrated that, you know, when he washed their feet, and he said, you should also wash other people's feet. You know, he he talked to his disciples who would become greedy and say, hey, I want to be the the second-hand man um, or your right-hand man when we get into the kingdom. And Jesus said, you know, you don't really understand what you're asking for. He said, you know, in the kingdom, we're not like 
the, the people in society. We're not leading so that we can be the rulers. We're leading so that we can be the servants. And so Jesus was constantly reinforcing this idea that, that leaders in the kingdom of God are to be servants of the people. Um, and so Jesus is probably our best example. Uh, I think often though people maybe poke holes and say, well, that's Jesus. Nobody's going to be as perfect as Jesus. We'll never be that good. Um, so the Bible gives us other examples, but unfortunately what the Bible does give us is a lot of good examples of bad examples. We see a lot of examples of people doing things poorly and, and maybe not doing things the way that God would want them to do. And so we have a lot of warnings uh, one particular warning is Solomon. You know, I think Solomon's a great example because by today's standards, Solomon was successful. Solomon, um, you know, everybody wanted to be Solomon. Solomon was wealthy. He was intelligent. He was good looking. He had a whole bunch of wives. I mean, Solomon was living the dream. Everyone in the world wanted to come and and listen to Solomon's wisdom and have them solve their problems and I mean, he was very popular, very charismatic, and his kingdom had the best economy. He, he had the best um, amenities in life had, that life had to offer at the time. And so by all of our earthly measures, Solomon was a successful leader of God's people. Um, but in 1 Kings, we see that, that Solomon starts to turn, where Solomon had originally started off by saying, God, I just need wisdom to lead your people and serve your people. And he started off really well uh, in his leadership. We see that, that in 1 Kings, uh, he, he, it makes a statement that Solomon took seven years to build God's temple, but then took 13 years to build his own palace. And we see that from then on, Solomon is kind of going down this downward spiral where the things of God take less priority in his life and the things of his own heart and his own desires take more priority. And it's not this sudden shift that he doesn't, you know, just become this evil person. You know, he's not um, schizophrenic or bipolar. He doesn't lose his mind and start doing crazy stuff. It's just this very gradual fade where he starts to care about the things of himself more than the things of God and God's people. And we see from that that Solomon ushered in destruction for all Israel because of what began as Solomon's sin. Israel walked away from God. They, they walked away because their leaders walked away from God after Solomon. And we see that Israel ended up in captivity and became slaves. And all of this because of this slow decline, this little uh, thing that started in Solomon's heart, this greed or selfishness or self-centeredness um, that really caused Solomon to go from what could have been really a great leader to someone who was successful on the outside but was not a servant of God's people. So you said that uh, Solomon serves as a as a warning to us. Um, what can we uh, do to not uh, kind of go down the same path as, as as he did? Well, you know, Solomon's mistake is that he allowed these things in his heart to grow, this selfishness or greed or just self-centeredness. And I think we have to realize that we're all susceptible to that. Even when we uh, do good things, Sometimes we do them out of wrong motives, or maybe we do them out of like 90% good motives, but a little bit out of everybody look at me, or you know, what attention can I get? And I think those are the things that we have to guard because they just grow slowly and we don't notice them. It's like, oh, but we're doing good stuff for Jesus. You know, a little bit of bad motives is okay. And so I think the key for us uh, to, to take from this warning is that we have to, to guard our own hearts and, and, and keep keep our hearts pure in all of these things. Okay. 
So um, what can we do e each day to uh, kind of learn from this and to serve others well? Well, uh, you know, it begins by just understanding that, that, that nothing belongs to us. Whatever leadership role we're given, uh, whether we're uh, in charge of, um, you know, vacuuming um, or setting up chairs, or if we're in charge of leading, you know, thousands of other pastors, you know, whatever level we're in, we have to realize that all of those things belong to God. They don't belong to us. And um, at the end, we're going to answer to God for how we stewarded his resources and how we took care of his people, because those are his kids. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to have to stand before God uh, and say, hey, I put my own needs ahead of your kids' needs. And so I think we have to just have that perspective. But I think even with that, these little temptations that can be become more are still an issue we have to guard our heart against. And so I think I have maybe two pieces of advice for people who are wanting to, to, to maintain a servant heart and leadership. One, uh, we have to spend uh, significant, ongoing, regular time with Jesus. And when I say that, I mean we have to read his word and we have to allow his word to wash over us. Uh, and then we also have to ask him, like David did, God, search my heart and see if there's anything unclean in me. See if there's selfishness. God, check my motives. And we have to listen to the Holy Spirit to guide us um, in those things. And so I think that's the, the first thing. The other thing, the second thing I, I would say is we, we can't be left to our own devices because we're often blind to our own sin. We're often blind to our own miscues and missteps uh, things that maybe are, are so subtle, we may not pick up on, but if we have mature, sincere believers around us who really love us and who really love God, and we allow those people to maybe uh, look at us and say, hey, does it appear that maybe there's a wrong motive behind this? Does it appear that the way I'm leading is serving me and not, not the people I'm supposed to be serving? Is there selfishness? Is, is there greed? Is there lust? You know, there, there are other things that I'm desiring more than to please God. And I think allowing those people to speak into our lives is the key. Uh, for all of us, that, that is very uh, difficult because it makes us vulnerable to have another human being say, hey, this is, you know, what's going wrong. But I think, you know, that, that's really the key because we often are, are blind to our own temptation and sin. And so I think if we'll do these two things, if we'll spend significant time allowing God to search our heart and allowing others to help us see our blind spots, uh, I think we have a really good chance of not being perfect leaders, but being servant-hearted leaders who really are seeking to serve God's people well. Justin, thank you. Thank you for being willing to share with us today. I, I do believe that this is a, a core trait that God wants all, all of us to learn and to grow in, is to learn how we can have a servant heart as we lead, uh, as we lead others. And so, uh, Justin, thanks. And uh, if you want to learn more uh, about this, uh, you can feel free to check us out on online or you can, um, let's see, email us. Uh, thank you and God bless you. listening to the Troy Kyle podcast. To learn more about the ministry of Troy Kyle Campus Ministries, follow us on Instagram at Troy Kyle Visit us on the web at troykyalpha.com 
or email us at troykaialpha at gmail.com.